record. Hey everybody, Economic Ninja here. I hope you're doing well. I have on today Lior Gantz. If you don't know who Lior Gantz is, he's really big into the mining industry and precious metals, both gold, silver, and actually a myriad of things. I had him on today because after the video I did about gold mining ink and inflation, he called me, had a ton of other ideas of what's going on with the gold trade and how it pertains to what's going on with inflation and the Fed tapering. Lior, how you doing? Doing well, thank you for having me, Ninja. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. So the reason why I had you on and we want to talk is because we were talking earlier about the Fed is sort of in a lose-lose position there, backs up against the wall. If they uh, taper and actually go through with it, I know that they, they bought a little bit less this month. And that sounds funny that that's where we're at right now. Um, but if they actually go through with it and cause rates to really rise, that could be bullish for gold because people could actually, investors get fearful saying, there's no way you can pull this off without the economy collapsing, correct? Yeah, we, we put together actually a report, uh, Ninja, at, at wealthresearchgroup.com forward slash 2022. And it's it's the full economic outlook um, for this year. And you can, you can download that, uh, especially for your viewers. And what we said in there is this. This setup is very um, similar to what we saw in 2016. And the Fed, since 1971, has embarked on six rate hike periods, uh, two in the 70s, one in, in the middle of the 90s, one in the early 2000s, and one between 2015, December 2015, and 2018 until the pivot in January 2019. The average gain from when they start this for gold is 30%. So at $1,800, you're talking about a $540 move for gold on average. Uh, the big difference this time, and by the way, six times, every time gold rises. It's not like the average is 30% and there's sometimes that it's down and sometimes it's up. Okay, so there's 100% historical precedence that gold is starting to go on a tear. And why is it even more of, a, um, of an amazing setup this time. One, we've just had three years where the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ both did triple digit years. This doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. The fourth year, it, whenever three years in a row, there's a triple digit gain of 20% or more. The fourth year is split historically, four times up, five times down. It's a very bad risk reward. Secondly, there's so many rich people that made a fortune just holding fame stocks that this is going to be a really uh, good year for them to sell and hedge. When Wall Street hedges, it goes to gold. So these are two big things um, that are really important for gold this year. You know, I'm glad you brought up 2016 because when the Fed started raising rates, and they had their dot plot plan. I started running for the hills because I'm like, we were just coming off of QE and massive money printing that was going on. I'm like, nobody's going to be able to pay their debt. It almost, it was to me in my mind, hearkening back uh, to 2004 when they were starting to raise rates and a very similar thing happened. People don't really realize it, but I believe it was 2018 in October, the Dow started a downward turn because quite tr truthfully, companies could not, uh, you know, sell enough or produce enough to pay their debt at those higher rates. The Fed got their Fed funds rate between two, two and a quarter percent, maybe a little above that if memory serves me right. And we started an epic uh, crash. Of, I think it was 20 to 22 percent 
first leg down in the Dow Jones from October, beginning of October 2018 to Christmas Eve. Then we saw an immediate reversal. The Fed went from a tightening stance to a lowering, the shortest time in history, I believe, if memory serves me right. Now, on the flip side of that, because I'm glad you brought that up, with we just went over how the Fed can't raise rates because I believe it's going to cause fear again, like 2016. But let's go the opposite. What if the Fed turns uh, a different direction and says, you know what, we're not going to raise rates right now. I believe that investors are going to go, oh, crap. Does that mean they're going to print more money, which could devalue the dollar and bring precious metals up? What do you think about that? As we're doing this interview right now, the Fed just released the, the December minutes. They're very hawkish. Um, the Fed knows that they've stimulated uh, way, way more yeah. than, uh, than when it's needed. And that's fine because they, they handled a, uh, a healthcare issue with economic solutions. So it's, it's very hard to get that right. But 25% of all dollars in creation in one year, that is unsustainable. They understand that. They know that they've over-stimulated um, the economy, and they will raise rates this year, either two or three times, and they will start either in March or June. This is 100% what they're signaling. They cannot reverse their signal. Um, what I think is really important is to understand that gold is priced perfectly for this. The market was not priced for this. And that's why you're seeing the NASDAQ crashing and gold holding firm. And it's only going to get better. Now, I'm glad you brought that up because I just jumped onto CNBC. And right now, quite frankly, the markets are puking. It is a bloodbath. And the reason why it's a bloodbath, and it's funny because you just said gold is holding and it is, but we have all the major indices down today. Actually, all of them that I can see. Gold is very, very slightly down $4. Um, but we have silver down, copper down, palladium. Today is a liquidation day. It's one of those days that most people don't realize when everything is going down, and I don't have the USD index. I don't know what's going on. It's probably up. Um, but when everything is going down, it's that fear trade, right? People are afraid. Traders are going, where do we go? Isn't that correct? Absolutely. The, the, the fear of rate hikes is, uh, it's a big fear. The reason is that it, it introduces an uncertainty about how mortgage rates are going to be. And remember, 33% of the workforce right now is millennials. It's going to be 75% of the workforce by 2030. The people buying homes are millennials. If you're raising rates on them, you just don't know how to judge their behavior. It can cause a recession from real estate. So that's the big problem. Yeah. And as you're saying that right now, I'm looking at the 10-year bond. It's up a little bit pretty nicely, actually, on the day, which does have upward pressure on the mortgage market. So you're right on. So this is the thing. I, I wanted to have you on for two reasons. I had so many people ask about the, the company that I covered the other day. And even though I don't own the company currently, Gold Mining Inc., you know a lot about the company. You were super passionate about it. And when we talked last time about this, when I said I was going to be doing this video, you had tons of info for me. And so I wanted to have you on because so many people are asking questions about it. So if you don't mind, could we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, so you talked um, to me about the importance of knowing when to buy assets and when to sell. And Gold Mining Inc., they, uh, Amir, had purchased properties when the gold bubble had popped. And when I say gold bubble, I believe we're in a long-term uptrend, a bull market cycle for commodities. We're talking multi-decade to me. But in 2010 to 2012, we saw it run up and then pop. And a lot of these companies didn't have the money to sustain operations. And so they started to have to either sell, raise more capital, and eventually 
completely, some companies actually went under. So you were talking about how Admir actually purchased these properties. I, was, I actually found it pretty fascinating. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. Uh, so I, my company and, and Amir's companies, Uranium Royalty Corp, Uranium Energy Port, Gold Mining Inc., uh, which we're talking about today, we have a relationship going back over a decade where uh, my company really helps uh, the retail investor understand these companies that, that Amir founded and runs. When he founded Gold Mining Inc., he went and looked at projects collectively valued for $850 million and was able to purchase them all for $81 million. So by raising capital and just waiting, he was able to buy at 90% uh, discount to where they traded just a year before. That's step one, acquiring at steep discounts. Now, I think that's awesome because that shows the power of leverage with stocks on the upside and the downside. And I think it's important to have dry powder ready. It sounds like he already did. And it sounds funny because you were talking about the uranium company that you're a part of or own. And uh, I'm seeing a massive day for uranium, right? And I sort of want to put these two together. When did you or Admir or either both of you get involved in uranium? Because I think that's going to tell a story about the gold. So if, if you look at uh, his companies, the, the ones that he runs, uh, UEC and, and Uroy, uh, our newsletter, Wealth Research Group, it uh, profiled both companies in July. It, both of them doubled within a month and then even went up uh, another 100%. So we got into the uranium trade in the summer because of the pivot to ESG and green energies. What's happened in the last two days uh, Ninja is that the EU is starting to treat uranium as a sustainable energy source, which clears out all the environmental uh, hurdles. And you, you've got the, the whole scenario and the storm going on in Kazakhstan, which is the number one uranium producer, obviously affects supplies. And these companies are, um, you know, geographically in such great locations outside of uh, that conflict area. Yeah. And this isn't a commercial for the uranium companies. I want you guys to, so we're going <laughs> to yeah. put some pictures together. Sorry. And, and seriously, Leo, when we, we got on the call, there's no notes. We're just going to go and talk about the economy and, and planning ahead, right? Strategically investing before something happens. Now, again, guys, I don't own any of these companies. I don't own stock in any of them. Okay. Matter of fact, my position's a little light right now because I have other things going on with my businesses, but I'm trying to get ready to position myself for the best move. Now, he talked about uranium. It's up today because of geopolitical threats, but even more than that, there's other issues with uranium. People are starting to really figure out it's probably the best way to go with energy. Sorry. When, when about what year did you guys both start investing in these properties to put these uranium companies together? Man, uh, uranium had an epic bull market if you go back over a decade ago. That's when uh, Amir realized that in the United States, there is no production. Yeah. They literally, uh, the United States government has abandoned all uh, independent domestic production. And he understood that and he built the, the in-situ production, which is the, the lowest cost production for uranium uh, in the world in Texas. Yeah. Uh, so that's how UEC was formed. Then he spun it off, spun off some of the assets and he created a company called Uranium Royalty Corp, which is the only company in the world that is a uranium uh, royalty play. There is no other company like that in the world. So yeah. uh, Amir's relentless that way. And he did the same thing with gold. Gold mine.
King Inc. is a company that spun off royalties into another company called Gold Royalty Corp. And if you look, Ninja, at the market cap of Gold Mining Inc. today, yeah, at $250 million Canadian, more than half of the market cap is the position that they hold in Giroy. If you take the other half, that's $120 million Canadian or about $90 million USD, you're talking about a company that holds 32 million ounces of gold in the ground in their yeah. projects. It, it comes out to $3 an ounce of gold. Yeah. So, when- so I hope I painted a picture or I'm painting a picture for you guys uh, listening because talking about uranium, it bottomed around what, 2017, 2018, but being able to be a part of that and building those companies and those assets early before that next run up in price was exciting. Gold, ironically at 1800, we're not talking about it uh, being at the top. We're all talking about it in the industry is it's just about to take off yet it's near its all-time high from way back in what, 2010, 2011, right around then, right? 2012, I'm totally blanking out. My point being is like uh, Lior is talking about, these assets are still super low and we're still literally bumping. We're only about what, $170 from its all-time high? So that's what I think is really interesting because as inflation keeps rearing its ugly head, we go from transitory inflation to transitory hyperinflation the most leverage I can find as an investor, and again, this is not investment advice, I'm not investment professional, but the biggest leverage is, you know, it's one thing to own the metals. And I always say, to, if you don't hold it, you don't own it. But if you have a little speculative play, it's these stocks, these mining companies or royalty company shares that show the most acceleration. Can I just say one more thing? Yeah. Uh, so gold mining in, in particular, and I know we, we discussed it, and by the way, I put, it, I put a really uh, comprehensive report on Gold Mining Inc. If you go to wealthresearchgroup.com forward slash ninja, um, you can download that. All, all your viewers can download and it, it goes through everything, yeah. the, the corporate presentation. And so with Gold Mining Inc., this is a company that BlackRock is a shareholder of. Yeah. This is a company that's on the GDXJ. This is a company that Rick Rule, Marin Katusa, and Doug Casey are shareholders of. It's, it's a company that's unique. And the, um, the, the crown jewel of the company is the fact that everything that Amir has done over the past 10 years to unlock value has come to this point where now, literally, it's priced for $3 an ounce of gold, where the industry is priced at 40. So if you're a CEO right now raising capital and you want to buy ounces in the ground, just like, uh, uh, you know, Gold Mining Inc. has, you're paying $40 an ounce. If you take the 30 million ounces that Gold Mining Inc. has and you price them at 40 an ounce, it's a billion dollar company and not a $200 million company. And that's where the upside comes from. That's why I'm excited about it. You said you're not a shareholder. I am definitely a shareholder of the company. We work with the company on an ongoing relationship. Um, and, and yeah, we're, we're huge believers. Yeah. And I'm glad you disclosed that because with me, I have a certain amount of mining companies and, and you know, I'm into all kinds of things, oil, cryptocurrencies, uh, holding physical, all that stuff. I do own a few mining companies. I'm getting to know this more and more. And I've been taking my subscribers along with me in my journey to learn about this because I know what these mining shares did in the early 80s. 
when everything blew up and it almost seems like it's overnight. And like with uranium, I don't think uranium's done, but I also don't think gold has even got its start yet. So with that being said, I know we wanted to do this short um, because you got a lot of things going on today, but is there anything you want to close with? Because I am going to link that, um, that specialized link so that they can download the reports for free. Okay, so I'm going to surprise you. Yeah. I'm going to surprise you, Ninja. Um, if you go on Gold Mining Inc.'s uh, official presentation, yeah. you go from top to bottom, yeah. you will see no mention of a uranium uh, project. Yeah. They literally have taken the uranium project off of their presentation. But if you go and, and, and look at all of their press releases, they own a uranium project in the Athabasca Basin, which is the Saudi Arabia of uranium. And literally at this point, if you look at all of the analyst reports, none of them ascribe a value for it. So not only right now, if you uh, become a shareholder of Gold Mining Inc., anyone that becomes a shareholder of Gold Mining Inc., not only is he buying gold at $3 an ounce, he's basically getting the uranium project for free. Yes. It's, it's an unbelievable thing that literally even the analysts are not picking up on. So I, I wanted to throw that out there because you were talking about uranium and who knows better than Amir how to unlock value from a uranium play um, because he, he's done that with companies that are in the uranium space and are worth a billion dollars uh, or more. So, you know, it sounds I mean, funny. You, you didn't tell me about that. And true story. Most people don't know what Athabasca, the region is it's in Canada, um, yeah. very mineral rich. It's incredible. And actually before I'd ever heard that word, I was told by somebody in my life that there's going to be a day where they see me actually working in that region uh, moving materials. And it was, it's funny. Cause that was told to me like 15 years ago. I'd never heard wow. that. Yeah. And, and I started researching it about three years ago. And that isn't, and guys, this isn't financial advice, trading advice, but what I re researched about that region, it is not only huge historically for uh, mining minerals, uh, metals, but, uh, it, it, it just the potential with today's technology to be absolutely huge. Well, cool. Lero, I thank you so much for coming on. Um, I really appreciate it. In closing, uh, guys, we're going to be linking that stuff below uh, the, uh, the link to download this report if you guys want to check it out. And again, guys, thanks for watching. Everybody, you're awesome. Thanks again, Lior. Thank you, Ninja. Right on. Well, with that being said, guys, the Economic Ninja is out.